It is 12.03. Phone lines wide open. 416-870-6400. Star 640 on sale. Dr. Payne show set for another Saturday afternoon till 1 o'clock today. Uh, pain concerns, uh, bring them on. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff today. Lower back, neck, shoulders, headaches. It's all part of being human. Yes, it is. And walking on two feet. It's yes, the price it you is. pay for being a bipedal life form. That's right. Uh, week that was, we always get to something that was happening, some interesting stuff, cool stuff in the clinic this past week or so. What's going on, pal? Yeah, there's, I mean, this week actually was not overly uh, busy with any overly interesting cases, mm-hmm. actually. So there's not much to highlight. I, and I usually try to keep you guys informed on everything that, uh, so either people are getting better or whatever. But, uh, yeah. um, you know, the again, I think we should probably go a little bit old school with this show and just concentrate trade on the the stuff that affects people most mm-hmm. the neck pain the low back pain yeah. shoulder pain hip pain foot pain those types of things um and you know that's that's really the majority of the types of whenever when we do the week that was i often give you the most interesting clinical right. case the vast majority of everything that's being seen is is that mundane mechanical neck sure. lower back pain that just hasn't been dealt with the right way um and you know like if we take for example neck pain it's not uncommon for me to see someone that says i i have neck pain it's been going on for a long time uh often related to some type of vocational thing whether it's them sitting at a desk or they're very active usually the desk stuff is actually a little bit worse for uh, the neck pain stuff. And so, you know, you see this type of person says they've got neck pain, been going on for a long period of time, have had lots of different types of treatment, not uncommon. And we've heard callers right. call in and say, well, I've already done the physio, I've done chiro, I've, I get massage, I do this, I do that, but I'm not getting better. The one thing that I consistently find that's missing is these people have failed to rehabilitate their their neck. And, you know, again, the big thing that I often will have a conversation about with every single patient uh, that comes through the door is, this idea that your pain needs to be cured. Once it's been going on for a very, very long time, it's hard to ever get it to go away completely. And we've gone through this ad nauseum. What you're actually trying to do in those instances is called pain management. Pain management means let's get your pain to a level that it doesn't bother you day to there, day to day. Yes, maybe it may get uh, exacerbated due to certain things, but day to day you're going to be fine. It's not going to be influencing your life. Uh, and then when it does get exacerbated, you're going to know the right things to do, whether it's the home exercises you've been shown or the home active program, or you know that this is the time that I go see a professional for some of that more passive intervention, the modality type of treatment or the manual therapy or the physical therapy, whatever it may be. Uh, but one thing that people, and and you know, the other thing is people will say, well, no, I haven't really done any of the rehab stuff. That doesn't always necessarily mean they haven't been shown that stuff. It just means that they've maybe been a little bit yeah. lazy and they don't do it. And we've talked about this, that it's not something that you can say, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm only going to do it for a week. And then if it doesn't work, then leave I'm it. I'm going to bail on it. No, it's the same. It's the same analogy that I use when someone is obese and they're trying to get to a healthy weight. It's lifestyle management at that point because that person, if they just go on a diet and they achieve their ideal weight, once you stop that diet, you you have the potential of going back to where you were. Well, pain management is the same. If you've used uh, the rehabilitation program to get you better, but then all of a sudden you totally cut it out of your life, it's not going to be unlikely that you go back to exactly where you started. And so a lot of what we see with neck and lower back pain especially is that there's um, you know, a loss of endurance with the muscles that support that area. Because if you were to look at a skeleton right now, and we've all kind of seen the skeleton model, the neck and the low back are, are very different from the thoracic spine, yep. the mid-back, because the mid-back has the ribs. 
And so it provides an inherent amount of stability. And really it's that lack of stability. And I don't, there's, there's a difference between a true clinical instability where something is unstable and could potentially be very serious uh, versus kind of just muscular weakness that leads to a little bit more okay. motion in those areas than you would commonly expect. And it's that type of extra movement in the neck and the low back that really creates that long-term chronic pain type of syndrome uh, that happens mm. with people. So the key is not, I'm not saying that it's only rehabilitation. Everything has its part, whether some people may benefit a little bit more from medication, other people benefit more from, uh, you know, active types of therapies, uh, such as the rehabilitation. Some people do very well with the passive type of interventions like physical therapy or chiropractic or massage therapy. And it's really about someone who's knowledgeable in this, looking at you, understanding the constellation of signs and symptoms that you're presenting with, and being able to say, you know what, based on everything that I'm seeing, you're a good candidate for this. Now, that doesn't mean that every single person with low back pain uh, responds to, for example, physiotherapy treatment. But that also doesn't mean that, you know, one thing that I often will hear is uh, someone comes in with low back pain and says, oh, um, you know, one of my family members was here to see your one of your associates, right. one of the chiropractors or one of the physios, whatever. Let's just use chiropractic as, as for this one. And says, and you know, they had treatment with the chiropractor and they felt great and I want that same thing. And, and the first thing I'll say is, okay, that's great. I'm happy you're here. But you can't assume that chiropractic treatment sure. is what you need right now. And you can't also assume that just because their back pain benefited from that, yours will as well. Maybe it will. I'm not saying it won't. But pain is pain. And we what we need to do is we need to figure out is your pain the exact same cause as that person's pain? And are your prognostic profiles, the way you guys are presenting, overall the same? And then, yes, maybe we can say that, yes, that similar type of intervention will help. But if that's not the case, then it may not help. So it's always very dangerous because people will talk to their family members and they'll say, oh, I had knee pain. And they say, I have knee pain now. And again, they haven't specified what the cause of the knee pain right. is. And one person will say, you know, I went and got such and such treatment and it worked. And then they go there with the expectation that this should work in the same amount of time in the exact same way. And that's not always necessarily the case. And then these people get discouraged. And that's a very dangerous thing. It's that discouragement. Because once you start to believe that your pain is not going to get better, that's when you start to introduce that chronicity that we've talked about. Once you start actively involving your mind in this isn't going to get better, that's when chronic things start to rear their head. And that's where the psychosocial that, that mental yep, component of pain starts to come in. So it's very, very important that you let the professionals deal with this stuff and you let a professional take a look at it um, and determine what is the best course of action for you specifically. And, and I think that's, you know, not to toot my own horn, but I think I feel that's what I'm trying to do different. I'm not looking at everyone and saying, here's the exact same thing. Some people, I will have them stay within my clinic or within my provider of clinics. But a lot of the times I'm looking at people and saying, you don't need any treatment. Here's exercises that you got to do. I'm trying to be brutally honest and design a treatment program for people that helps them get better. That's not really specific to any other confounding variable, such as me saying, well, I want you to stay in the clinic because that equals more money if you know. Again, I'm, I'm not saying that, no, you know, we don't want to make money, but my first goal is making sure that the patients get what they need. And so that's what I feel my assessments really do is that's the difference. 
there's there should be no preconceived notion you're simply coming in for an assessment the the real point of that assessment is let me figure out what's going on and let me recommend something a treatment plan that i believe is going to be tailored towards you specific for you and will help you and yes sometimes that involves treatment sometimes it may involve a referral back to the family doctor to get other people involved uh, sometimes it's just exercises sometimes it's diet modification it could be any host of things but the key is it's individual um, and then i ask people you know you've been told other things by other people right. let's just put those off to the side right now try this plan for a period of time because that's another dangerous thing when you have a bunch of healthcare professionals not necessarily working together and all telling you different things it's it, you create a tug of war Get on your way to that free assessment, by the way, or at least the assessment with the free consultation. That one eight five 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 doctor Lou D R L O year. Your phone calls, bring them on. We want to hear from you. Suffering from pain, you got health questions in general. Doctor Payne show right here till one o'clock. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty. On your cell, Dr. Payne Show continues. Talk radio, AM 640. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. You got pain, chronic, anywhere. You got some health concerns, bring them on. We'd love to hear from you uh, this afternoon till 1 o'clock uh, is when we're here. Dr. Payne is here answering all your questions. Uh, D-R-L-O-U. Or the Dr. info Lou. at uh, Pain Care Canada. Yep. I actually just got an email, except nice. the question was, why is the intro music changed to your show? You know, that, that's... Uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> That explanation's far too long and too technical that you'd even care about. Trust me. We're trying to change things up. Let's That's just leave right. it We're at just that. Trying to, yeah, it's funny you mentioned that uh, someone coming and saying, you know, my buddy came here, or my, uh, you know, my wife, my daughter, they got their back fixed. I want the same treatment. It'll work the same. It's like, I don't go home saying, you know, Dr. Lou, here's what I ate for dinner. That's what you eat for dinner, and you'll love it. It needs to be specific, for sure. And a lot of times people, again, people are not doctors. Not The average person is not a doctor, so they just assume that, Low back pain is always caused by the exact same thing. Yeah. And maybe they're not knowledgeable in understanding uh, that, you know, but that's fine. I'm not saying that the general public needs to change. The unfortunate part is you, other people refer to other clinics with that mentality. And instead yeah. of having the conversation with people saying, hey, listen, it's all about education and empowerment when it comes to healthcare, And that's the biggest thing. You need to educate people right away because letting them know that, hey, that's not necessarily the way this works. Your pain may be due to a different cause than, than your friend or your mom or your sure. sister's pain. And so we need to look at this and figure it out. That already right off the bat. That improves that person's prognosis because now they're a little bit more knowledgeable. They understand, okay, well, I guess pain can be caused from different things. It sounds like this person is going to try to figure out what specifically is causing my pain or my health issue. And that's the important part. That's what we need to figure out in the office is what's causing your issue. 416-870-6400-STAR-640 on Salgini. Hello. Good afternoon. Hi there. How are you? I'm well. Thank you very much. Good. Go ahead. Okay, uh, my issue is, my medical issue is that I have Morton's neuroma, mm-hmm. and uh, I've been seeing a podiatrist for the last um, nine months, mm-hmm. so started off with a new uh, running shoes, a new pair of orthotics, and uh, in the nine months, I've had the orthotics adjusted um, twice, and he gave me injections. Um, my first couple of visits, and then he gave me more injections again last, last week because I wasn't feeling any change whatsoever. Right. So uh, I'm sort of like in a dilemma. What do I do? It? And like I said, it's approximately 10 months that I've been seeing him and going through these, uh, these procedures, but I just don't see any relief in sight. And okay. I just 
don't know what you know how to move forward. Right, and so so just for people that are listening that don't necessarily know what a Morton's right. neuroma is, that's when the nerves that are within the feet uh, get compressed, uh, and and it causes a bit of a, an inflammation in that nerve, and it creates nerve type of pain. Is that the type of pain you're having, Jeannie? Yes. Yes, yeah. Um, and so there, yeah, the, the biggest thing with a Morden's neuroma is trying to relieve the pressure off that nerve because it's that pressure on that nerve that's creating that yep. constellation of symptoms. Right. Um, what also needs to be assessed. So, so here's the issue. Whenever someone has numbness and tingling in one area, uh, let's say like your issue, uh, Jeannie, let's pick the foot. Yes. And and you see someone who's, uh, and again, this is nothing against that specific podiatrist that you're seeing, and I may be wrong. I'm just going to make some assumptions right okay. now. They may only be looking at the foot as the potential cause of that type of nerve pain. But okay. the reality is the nerve goes all the way up into your back. And in fact, you have a spinal cord and a brain that can all create nerve type of pain. So what needs to happen usually in this type of instance is, yeah, you know, if someone came to me and said, hey, I have pain in my left foot, uh, there's numbness and tingling in my toes, there's some very easy tests that can be done physically to determine <laughs> if it's a Morden's neuroma. You can treat it like a Morden's neuroma, but let, you know, after a period of time of it not improving, that's when you have to go back to your differential diagnosis. Differential diagnosis is how many other things could, could cause this constellation of signs and symptoms. You have to go back to that and say, okay, let's take a step back here. Could this be a peripheral entrapment maybe somewhere in the calf? Could there be a tight muscle in the calf that's referring that pain? Could it be a peripheral entrapment a little bit higher towards the glute? Could this person maybe have a disc herniation? Could this person have a cyst within the spinal cord? Uh, you know, and in very, very rare cases, could it be even something more a neurodegenerative disease or something, which is very unlikely, Jeannie. I'm just giving you my, my diagnostic process. So my best recommendation for you at this point is if all you've been focusing on is the footing, you've been doing the possible. I mean, we would have to go look at it and have that. This is where, this is the example of the consultation just for anybody that's listening. You tell me an issue and then I tell you, is this something that I think that I can assess and find a better way to potentially treat or manage? And, you know, we would have to go through a full assessment just to see, okay, exactly what interventions have been done? How many times have they been done? What are you doing day to day? Because another issue with the foot is you use your foot every day. So, right. you know, usually when people have shoulder injuries, for example, they can limit how much they use that shoulder because it's it's not that it's not essential, but you could say, well, I'm going to use my other shoulder and I'm not going to raise this one above my head versus the foot is, well, I yeah. have to walk. And even right. walking can put pressure on that nerve mm -hmm. and create a problem. So we need to look at it, assess, okay, what are all the possible uh, things that you have currently done? Is there anything else left in that realm of treating a Morden's neuroma that could be tried that could potentially help? And also, again, looking at, is there a nerve issue coming from somewhere else that you're just simply feeling in the foot that's mimicking uh, Morden's neuroma symptom? And so that's very important is, is trying to distinguish, could there be more differential diagnostic uh, things that are that are creating that type of symptom and it may not be it may just sometimes again things become chronic and they're much harder to treat and there's other components that need to be looked at but i do find when it comes to extremity situations we've heard this a lot and we've actually yep. had calls about uh carpal tunnel which is not all that different from a morden's neuroma it's just pressure on a nerve in a different place and how many times people have presented to me with what they've been told is carpal tunnel or been through surgery even or been yeah, yeah. we've heard that story live by someone who called or have been through surgery and it's not actually carpal tunnel it's it's entrapment of the nerve somewhere else creating a similar type of symptom mm. 
Uh, so I would say, Jeannie, if you can, give us a call. Let's try to set up an assessment and see, could this be due to something else? Jeannie, one 855 Dr. Lou, one 855 That's all you got to remember. Info at paincarecanada.com. We'll be back. More of your phone calls, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. That's what we do here. That type of uh, analysis, right to 1 o'clock, Dr. Payne Show Talk Radio, AM 640. At 1222-416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Your call's got lots of uh, open lines. would love to talk to you this afternoon. James, good afternoon, pal. Good afternoon. How are you? Good, man. What's, uh, what's your concern? Uh, I'm calling on behalf of my girlfriend. I love the woman dearly, but she's been suffering with neck and head pain for years. So... I've been after her to kind of get this looked after. So I was wondering if Dr. Luke could tell us, because we've gone to different doctors, family doctor, a chiropractor mm-hmm. recommended by a friend, another doctor. And we all, like he was just talking about a tug of war. Mm-hmm. We yeah. always seem to have a tug of war. Yeah. So I'm wondering what branch of medicine or what type of doctor should you see to begin the process? Excellent of, call. Yeah. yeah. Neck and head pain. Sure. Great question. The one thing that I will always say that I'll always preface with is that it usually is not related to necessarily the profession as much as it's related to the individual. Let's just start by saying that because there's some specialists out there that are not that, you know, you, you should never not listen. That special. To, yeah, not that special. Exactly. <laughs> but there's other specialists that are incredibly amazing and know everything. And there's some family doctors that are incredibly well versed in neck and back pain. And then there's others that know very little about it. And there's some chiropractors uh, that are incredible. And then there's others that maybe don't you know, focus so much on the diagnosis as much as they do on the treatment. So I'll preface it by saying that, that it's usually more important that it's related to the individual. Is there someone that you know of that you can trust, which that's why I'm trying to do what I'm doing so that maybe hopefully I can build that trust with people. And, and, you know, when you're thinking of that question, you're thinking, okay, doctor, lose the guy that I should go see. So I would say that, you know, that's a biased first answer. Uh, But in general, um, you know, the, let's take, for example, chiropractic, they're really uh, trying to push chiropractic towards becoming the, the non-surgical spine specialist of the healthcare world. Um, So I would say, you know, if I had to, you know, just pick one off the top of my head, I would maybe say that one. But again, it's not as easy and clear cut as that because you may be going to see somebody who's not very good, who doesn't have all the tools at their disposal to differentially diagnose this stuff. Um, so again, you know, the the thing that I'm trying to do here is I'm trying to also pr- um, build a provider network of people that I trust. So, you know, you, we can talk off air, you can give me a call, we can talk a little bit more about exactly what's going on with your girlfriend, or you could tell us now. Um, and then, you know, if, it, if it's a matter that, you know, coming to see me specifically, maybe is not really convenient or whatever, I can definitely help point you in the direction of someone that would be good for this. But um, yeah, it's, it's a very loaded type of question to just have a, a a clear-cut answer to say, you know, this profession is the best at this type of stuff. It, it, it really, right. really does depend, in my experience so far, in my experience in the healthcare world and working in it, it really depends on the individual because, again, some surgeons are great and some are not, and some physios are great and some are not, and, and that's always the harder thing. So I try to be a little bit apprehensive of saying just go to this profession yeah. because that's right. not really the way it should work. And in fact, a good I think healthcare professional will have a team around him or her uh, so that that way they can uh, co-manage this type of issue that maybe isn't clear-cut within the definition of just one type of specialty. 
Right. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. I okay. appreciate that. Uh, no, no problem. Did you, her, her pain is she's been rear-ended in car, a couple of car accidents. I mean, I don't, I don't want to take up too much of your time. And then you got other. No, colleagues. it's okay. Um, and she works in front of a computer, so she's hunched over. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. So, talked about that. And so, yeah. what has she been told is wrong with her? Oh, this is uh, this is where, like you were just saying, you go to one doctor. Uh, we didn't see anything in the X-rays. Uh, just do some stretches. You, know, you go to a chiropractor, and he'll uh, uh, manipulate. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's really no clear like direction yeah. or where does this end or where, what's the goal? Yeah. Where are we heading with this? So usually, and so just generally based on that quick history, and and by no means of what am I? I'm about to say, am I saying something that's diagnostic because I don't know? But it's not uncommon to for I see lots of people who were in some type of traumatic accident whether it be a car accident a work accident whatever uh, and then they also have some vocational type of work that you know does their things this is where that multimodal approach where maybe your girlfriend should be doing manipulation with a chiropractor but also doing stretches at home but also doing something else that's where the combination is, is very very important and again this is kind of where i tell people like if you're going to an individual, let's say you're referred to a massage therapist, and that massage therapist is in an office by themselves, well, you know, likely they're going to tell you that massage therapy is part of the answer because there's, a, you know, some type of uh, financial gain in doing so, similar to a surgeon. The surgeon is going to get paid by, you know, you doing surgery with them, or a family doctor is going to get paid uh, by the fact that you repeat to go back to say, hey, this still isn't better. What should I do next? So, that's where that team environment is very, very important right. and where you, if, if maybe you can eliminate those secondary gain things from a professional standpoint. And again, I'm not saying this has been the case with you that the people you've seen that that's their reason. I'm just thinking out loud that sometimes yeah. it's these types of things that really hinder uh, a person's way to get better. Also, once things become chronic, maybe there's a, 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 a psychosocial component where there's a mental issue that needs to be dealt with as well from maybe a social worker perspective or psychologist perspective. It's so multimodal that that's why the assessment and the treatment recommendation need to be specific. And in all honesty, I find that most of my recommendations, it's never a recommendation of here's one thing that you can do. It's usually a bunch of things of here you can do. It's the same as losing weight, right? If someone said, how do I lose weight? You wouldn't just simply say, don't drink pop. It would be don't drink pop, eat lots of green vegetables, uh, exercise, et cetera, et cetera. There's multiple um, factors that usually lead to uh, success in that that realm. Moving forward, James, uh, 1-855-55-DR-L-O-U. D-R-L-O-U. We'll, take, uh, we'll get to another quick one before we break. Chase, hello. Hey, how are you, sir? Good. What's going on with you? Uh, not much. So basically, uh, I, I got hurt about 10 years ago, and uh, it was a work-related incident. So my my doctor had me on narcotics and whatnot, and everything was going pretty good for a couple of years. My pain was at a level where I was comfortable and it was manageable. And then what had happened is I kind of developed a substance abuse problem with the medication she was giving me, and I, you know, confided in her. I was honest. So now I'm at a point where no doctor wants to help me. I do have a documented case of complex or complex regional pain syndrome. Yep. So now I'm at the place where I'm kind of forced to, you know, I have no way of getting any help for my chronic pain, right? So now I went to a specialist. So my doctor said she needed someone else to kind of govern it too. So I went to a specialist at the Walgreens, and he sent me back to my family doctor. So and my family doctor basically said she still needs more, I guess, 
documentation from somebody. Like okay. if she doesn't feel comfortable describing it, right? Okay. So what what does that leave me? Like as someone who's you know I had a problem with substance abuse, yeah. But I still am a chronic pain patient. So where does that leave me? Like no doctor wants to help me. Sure. Right? And and your story is not actually that uncommon with what's happening with the opiate crisis and and the restrictions around it. Where we've talked, we actually talked about this last, last week weekend. that um, you know people such as your as yourself that were given that as the only option maybe towards their pain, which maybe it was wrong in the beginning. Like there should have been maybe better things that should have been recommended to you that you could have done so that you didn't create that problem. But you know we're not going to focus on the past. The reality is like you said, you you developed that that problem that addiction. And so now you're being taken away from that stuff and you're being sent around and, and most physicians and healthcare professionals now have their hands tied in this. And so what I've basically said to people such as your condition, because I have people call me all the time hoping that I can be the one that helps them with this. And the reality is when it comes to this type of issue, if you've been taken off your medication, especially an opiate or a narcotic, and no one wants to prescribe it to you, I'm not going to be any different. And my team is no different. We have, we work within the same legal ramifications as everybody else. Um, so what I've said to people is this is where this is not really as much a healthcare issue as it is a political issue. Get on the phone with your local MPP and let them hear your story because they're the ones that need to make the appropriate changes from a legislative standpoint in order to change this type of issue going forward. And I agree that maybe we should be stopping people that from creating new right. addiction issues right now. But people such as Chase that we have on the on the phone right now had a problem created and to yeah. just eliminate it is potentially a dangerous thing. And, I, and again, I'm, I'm not saying that I know everything about this, but the one thing I can tell you is get on your phone with your local MPP if this is an issue you're suffering from. Info at paincarecanada.com, 1-855-55-DR-LU to get a hold of Dr. Lou. But for now, until the end of the show for another half hour, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. would love to talk to you. More of the Dr. Payne Show coming right up. Talk radio, name 640. 12.33, lots of time to call. I saw Harry there. I didn't and hang now, up Now I got my but, wife messaging yeah. me about the music saying really? it sounds so infomercial-like. <sighs> Leave the music alone. There's a reason. Focus on the content That's of right. the show. Here's Never the music. mind Play your own music. music. <laughs> a little Zeppelin in the background. Whatever you want. Uh, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. You know, we've had a couple calls talking about, you know, I was directed to go here and there in chiropractic. And back when I used to go to a chiropractor, they they were manipulators. That's all they really did. That's not the way anymore. And the multi-pronged approach is the way to go, right? You know, and and again, I'm a chiropractor by trade myself. And what I'm doing is is pain assessments. And the manipulation standpoint of chiropractic treatment is just one point. There's so many other things that can be done. Uh, Are there still people out there that are traditional chiropractors that just manipulate? Yes. And maybe that's the answer for you. you. You know, go have it. This is where... Anytime you meet a healthcare professional, whether it's a dentist or a chiropractor or an optometrist, what they're saying and what you're feeling needs to jive. If you are somewhere and you feel like, "Mm, I'm not really buying what this person's saying to me, or I don't really, you know, this doesn't really align with my set of beliefs or whatever, then that's a red flag right there. That just means maybe that's not the right place. But sometimes people I know, I know friends of mine that are chiropractors that are just strictly manipulators and that's all right. they do and they have a patient base and that patient base benefits tremendously from what they're doing so if that's the case that's great um but i think it's the job of both the practitioner and the patient to make sure that they're aligning with each other and if one believes that they're not aligning it's both of their responsibility because sometimes you may have the practitioner say like listen 
you know, maybe what you wanted out of these treatments isn't something that I can provide, I'll refer you to someone else. Or the patient needs to say, hey, this isn't what I was looking for. I'm going to go somewhere else or can you help me find somewhere else? So honesty is is really the best policy. I think the patient the patient part of that is really key because, you know, it, it, it will find people will shop around to four or five different car dealerships for the car to get the right car, but then they'll stop at one practitioner. Correct. Didn't work. Don't know yeah. where to go. Yeah, exactly. And, and also another sad thing is that uh, oftentimes if you have a bad experience with one practitioner, you then tend to kind of crucify the whole profession. Right. And it's, and you know, maybe chiropractors unfortunately have the worst where someone sees one that they weren't so happy with and that's it. Every chiropractor out there is horrible. And, and that's not really the case. And that's analogous with what you just said with the car dealership. If you went to one car dealership and you had a bad experience, you would never say I'm never buying a car again, right? Yeah. There's, yeah. they're still going to judge people based on that individual, not necessarily the profession because all of these professions, chiropractic, physiotherapy, massage therapy, uh, medicine, occupational therapy, whatever, the list goes on, they all have a place and they're all doing tremendous things for uh, the overall healthcare system. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Again, uh, info at paincarecanada.com. You want to email Dr. Lou after the show. You can do that anytime you wish. Again, the focus, lower back and neck, still so prevalent with people in this yep. day and age. Not that we've physically changed over 10,000 years, but it's still a lot of problems, no. right? No, and and I mean, with what we're doing, especially the sitting, the majority, there's some new research coming out saying that sitting is, is analogous to the new smoking. Yeah. So, you know, when we realized that smoking was like this horrible thing and it basically made everything potentially worse, we're starting to realize that sitting is just as bad. And so getting up and moving around as much as you possibly can throughout the day is extremely important because it's that analogy that sitting is becoming the new smoking and we need to be able to move around. Our bodies are very, very much designed for that dynamic movement. It, you know, I was explaining to a patient this week, um, they have a little bit of stenosis going on. And so, uh, in their lower back. So what they have is they have lower leg symptoms. So Mm -hmm. they're unable to walk. Uh, but he knew about that. He didn't necessarily come to see me for that. What he came to see me is he's now developing low back pain. And I was basically able to figure out your low back pain is just simply due to your lack of movement. The majority of our joints in our body are what are called synovial joints, yep. uh, which means that they get the synovium, which is the fluid that the fluid, lubricates yeah. them, is the fluid that brings nutrients to the joints and takes away waste. The only way that that fluid is secreted is through movement. And so... Uh, you know, that was kind of the problem. And now for him, it's a double-edged sword. I was able to offer him solutions on how he could move without aggravating his stenosis, which is why you see a professional. Uh, but it's very, very important. I even had another patient this week that had neck pain, just mechanical neck pain. And I think the doctor, the family doctor, told him, go get a neck brace. Like, a neck brace should only be used in an instance where there's an instability, where you potentially, a movement could leave you paralyzed. Okay? You want the movement, no? In fact, 30 years ago, the common prescription for low back pain was stay at home and rest and lay in bed. And we were able to figure out that that actually makes you much worse because of that whole synovial joint. There's no movement. You start to stiffen up. If you're being told to go get a neck brace, that's potentially the wrong person that you're seeing that doesn't understand mechanical pain, that how much things have changed in the last 30 years. So, uh, you know, just be careful with that type of stuff. And, And movement is very, very important. Good afternoon, Mary. Hello. Hello, doctor. 
Yes. Okay. I had a fall at one time, and then I got hurt badly, you know, and I had a, a, like a rotator cuff tear. Okay. And it was so bad the doctor wouldn't operate on that because he said the muscle was torn. He couldn't operate. Okay. So from that, now I've got, I think it's carpal tunnel because my arm and my hands are so numb and so painful every night at 2 o'clock. It wakes me up that I don't know where to put myself with such horrible pain. Okay. So I don't know. I'm supposed to see a doctor in November now. This is the third doctor. I'm going from one to the other, and I'm always waiting. Mm-hmm. And I'm just in such uh, that I don't know what to do. Okay, so this is a good example of yep. uh, with, with me and my team, there's not a long wait. Usually if you call to see me for an assessment, I'll be able to see you usually within the next week, sometimes even before that, because all I do is assessments. I don't focus any of my time on treatment, other things. That's why I've built a team so that that way I can get people in quickly and at least point them in the right direction. So, you know, if you've already seen multiple people and you're now waiting on someone else and that's a few months away and you'd like a quicker uh, answer or, or, or a second opinion that's quicker than that, it's very simple. Just call one 855 Yep. One eight five five Mary. One eight five 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 five. Doctor Lou. D R L O U on your keypad. Doctor Lou. Yeah, and hit go. option one, and that will take you to the clinic where I do my assessments. Okay. Now I do my assessments in Etobicoke, so this is one thing I just want to reiterate. I can't be everywhere, right? And and I've got people calling okay. from everywhere, so I do my first assessment. You'll have to come see me. It's in Etobicoke. However, after that point, if there's some consistent treatment that you need or someone that you need to see the provider network that I have is all across Ontario and I can help get you somewhere if you need consistent care or whatever it is that you may need but the first step is to see me and uh, and to see me that's done in Etobicoke and there is a $45 fee uh, for the time uh, component but when you go through it and you see what you get out of that $45 is nothing right like 45 bucks I've I've been told that I should be charging hundreds of dollars for this assessment and I don't because I just don't think it's realistic and you you know, there's good evidence, especially in the American system, to show that when people have to pay for something, they put more weight into it, right? Because for sure. when you just give a health card, it's kind of like, oh, this is free. And it's, you know, yeah. there's a certain component, even with, with kids, like when you're trying to raise a kid, yeah. letting them give you a dollar or something like that. It's very important. It shows that a transaction has happened and that you got something out of that. So uh, it's a $45 fee. It's just really because I spend a lot of time uh, with the people, but I believe it's very, very cheap and very, very well worth it. Again, uh, Mary, make that call. one 855 Dr. Lou, D-R-L-O-U. And more of your phone calls. We got open lines, 416-870-6400. Star 640 on sale. Dr. Payne Show. Trying to help. Talk radio, AM 640. We got time. We got open lines, 416 870 6400, star 640 on cell. It's funny, you know, you get to a lot of people that eventually by the time they call the show, they feel helpless. They don't know where to go. They've tried different things. And all of a sudden, like you said, the uh, psychological kicks in. And then that's uh, something else on top of the cake you got to deal with, right? Sure. Yeah. And I actually, I just got an email very similar to that. So let me uh, just read it. Hi, Dr. Lou. I'm currently listening to your show. Um, I have lower back pain, rib issues that have flared up after two years of being somewhat pain-free. I've fallen down the stairs and injured my ribs in 2011, broken, dislocated, separated, and been diagnosed with costochondritis before 2015, all related to injuries or falls, uh, which I understand the flare-up. 
I'm going on two weeks of rib flare-up for no reason. I've seen my GP, physio, and osteopath. I'm getting different diagnosis for what is wrong mm -hmm. with me or why this came. I'm in serious pain, and I don't know what is wrong with me. I've been off work for the last four days because sitting is unbearable. I also feel my ribs moving around. I'm getting the tug of war. Exactly. So just, oh. again, highlighting yep. everything is... Uh, is this this is a big big problem now the other thing is let's not just focus on the healthcare professionals that they're creating the tug of war it's sometimes also the fault of the patient and not necessarily the person who just sent me this email because again i don't know them uh but sometimes people just can't listen to one person they start getting the the anxiety about what's going on and they need to get it reassured and that's kind of a sign of of you know a hypochondriac and the anxiety is that you need constant reassurement from different professionals and so sometimes it's also up to the patient to say hey i am seeing this person i'm just going to focus on what this person is telling me right now i'm going to give this you know talk to the professional and say how much time do you need with me if that person says three months you can maybe turn around and say fine you've got me for three months and and i'm going to focus on everything that you say for three months uh but that tug of war is very very dangerous the other thing is sometimes is letting your healthcare professionals know that you're dealing with other people. Sometimes people don't want to tell them that they're also seeing that person or this person. But you know what? That's very, very important. If you can get a report created, if you start seeing me and then you're going to go see you, for example, John, I could just simply create a report, send it to John. John can look at it, see what I'm you should already be doing. doing. That. Exactly. But <laughs> that it's it's so often missed in healthcare. Um and so this is the problem with why there's there's lots of reasons for the tug of war. Again, if you've if you're having that struggle, you've been told something, need a second opinion. That's why I'm doing this. It, it's all very simple. It starts with just an easy phone call. If you hit option two, you leave me a voicemail or send me an email at info at Paincare Canada uh, with your issue. And I'm going to get in touch with you. I prefer to talk with people. I'll be honest. When people yep. send me an email, I usually email them back saying, please send me your number. Uh, that way we can talk. It's, ju I just, it's, it's my preferential way of, of communicating. And you can see with healthcare, it's, there's too much back and forth, right? So for me to start sending an email to ask a question, get an answer, and then back and forth, back and forth, I'd rather do that over a phone call. I'd rather um, talk to the person. So, you know, if, if you're going to send an email, that's fine. Send an email, include your phone number. I'm going to prefer to call you to talk to you about this issue. Um, and then from there, once we've talked about it again, this is the, the radio show is an example of a consultation. I talk about it. Sometimes people call in with things that I say, hey, go back to your family doctor. We can't help yep. with this, right? Sometimes people call and I say, you know what? You should come in to see us. That's that's the next step is the assessment. So if you also, if you've been listening to my show for a long period of time and you're confident that you know whatever it is is something that I can likely help with because it's musculoskeletal or you've heard me talk about it, skip the consultation part. Just call, book the assessment, come in, come see me, and let's deal with the issue. Because you can't, you, can't, you can't gauge intent with through email as well, so you'd actually have to talk to somebody, right? Yeah, and some people just, you know, sometimes it's a quick question yep. like, hey, how much is the consultation? That's obviously an easy email to answer. Or, hey, where's the office located? Or, you know, and, and even, fine, people will send me the email with their story because sometimes for others it's just easier to document it that way and it'll be easier to get the conversation going but i will just simply email you back and say can i have a phone number to call you at that doesn't mean i'm unhappy that you sent me an email it's just the way i'm going to want to communicate and, and you know that email is nice because it gives me a concise story so sometimes when people send me the emails at least i already know what's going on and i can call them give them my opinion and then go from there how about you know you've often recommended as well you know if you haven't got a friend or family member who hasn't maybe you know got off their 
the rear end to make a call, call on their behalf, at least get that ball rolling, right? A hundred percent. I think that's like, I think that is so important that if you have people and friends that are suffering, family, friends, whatever it is that are suffering with things uh, that you're listening to the show and thinking, you know what? I think Dr. Luke can help with this. I think you should do your best to try to to get those people in. Now, obviously, they're going to have to be the ones that come in. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people will call me and say, hey, I've got uh, my mom and and, I, and she doesn't know I'm calling you, but I think that blah, 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 blah. And I'll just simply say, you know what? Talk to your mom uh, and l- let, let, let her just know if it's going to be okay if I call her. Because I obviously don't want to intrude on people's privacy and there does need to be, uh, someone needs to be willing to want to talk to me. But that's all it is. If you have somebody, just tell them, you know what? Just have a conversation with this guy on the phone. Nothing, there's no commitment, no nothing. It's just a simple conversation. Sure. And maybe I can talk to them. I can enlighten them on something that they don't maybe realize or they don't know. And it could be the step towards changing their life. And we've heard these stories on the show that people's lives have been changed. And that doesn't necessarily mean that what I do and what my team does gets people from from zero to 100%. But a lot of times people are very realistic and they're just looking for... 40% improvement or 70% or they just want to be able to still play golf and that's so important is what is your realistic goal about your pain because you, you know just to, to expect that it's going to be gone forever and never ever come back that's just not real and I'm never going to promise yeah. that to anybody. Dr. Payne on social info at paincarecanada.com that is an email we keep, uh, keep talking about and the number one 855 Dr. Lou D-R-L-O-U still got a few minutes here to call the actual radio station got some lines open at 870-6400 star 640 on sale. Dr. Payne show it's talk radio AM640 that is the number get that assessment happening get the consultation at least phone Dr. Payne and figure it out we'll get to Andrew on the line hi Andrew how are you? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? Good. My uh, my screen here says exercising in sand. Please elaborate. What does that mean? Well, it's it's a pretty easy concept. It's uh, sand and exercise. Um, <laughs> okay, thanks for the call, Andrew. Have a good day. So how does it work? Uh, well, specifically, uh, in, with reference to this show, it has to do more with uh, easy movements and rehabilitative movements. That is uh, all standing up. So uh, squats and lunges and any variation of that, um, uh, specifically to help people with uh, joint issues, with uh, muscular issues surrounding the joints, um, and neurological issues that are, of course, playing into both systems. Mm-hmm. So I, I just wanted to know what the doctor felt about that, um, because I'm, um, I've been researching it for a number of years. Mm-hmm. Well, so... When it comes, so the reason why this works is it all comes down to one of the important things is proprioception. So this is kind of even the idea of the barefoot shoes is that instead of putting this stable shoe on your foot and you put more something that's barefoot, you start to, uh, you know, activate a lot more intrinsic muscles that are due to stabilizing and things like that. So one of the steps towards rehab, once like, let's say we're rehabbing, uh, pretty much anything in the lower extremity. One of the last steps is making sure that the movement pattern is something that can be done with unsteadiness to increase that proprioception. So there are even other machines that exist that you can actually control how much vibration is created and you get people to do different exercises. And we actually have it at the clinic um, where you, where you control how much movement it happens. So that's, 
I, you know, probably I, I'm not very familiar with exercising in the sand, but I would assume that that is the exact same premise, that it's just really because on the sand, it's not an even surface. The sand displaces as you move. It needs you to increase your proprioceptive ability to make sure that you're staying stable. And that uh, lack of stability from the surface means that you're going to use muscles that otherwise aren't used. So is it something that's good? Yeah, it, it is probably good. I do think that like everything, it needs to be graded. You can't take someone with an ankle sprain and say, you know, after two weeks, get in the sand. But maybe that's the last uh, step of their rehab or a, a chronic or an acute low back pain patient. But uh, it's interesting, but I think it's based mainly on the proprioceptive aspect where you're introducing an unstable surface. Is it kind of like, I guess it'd be different than providing a little extra resistance, like doing stuff in water, right? Yeah, and that's yeah. Water is a little bit different. That that creates like a, a lack of uh, uh, pressure on the joints, and and you know, so yeah. there's different things. I think everything out there is good. Again, it's just a matter of how I started the show. Is this right for this specific person or this other specific person? And that's the harder part to figure out. Victoria, you'll uh, you'll wrap it up uh, for us today. What's your concern? So I've been suffering from endometriosis for. God knows how long, and I was wondering if Dr. Luke can suggest anything to me um, because it's basically affecting my life. Have you day to day. have you seen anybody about this? Any specialists? Yes, gynecologists. Yep. Done surgeries, um, but so far, you know, it's still there, and it's really, really painful. Yeah. So this is this is, I guess, one of those examples of things that, you know, I'm not really well equipped to deal with. I, I obviously know what endometriosis is. I've I've met a lot of people with it. If you've already been seeing specialists, then that's likely um, a good place to start. I specifically don't have any other recommendations that I could make. What I could suggest is call me um, off the air and maybe um, getting a referral to one of the naturopaths that I work with that. Uh, uh, deals a little bit more with gynecological issues. Uh, maybe yeah. working at it from that end, there may be something there, but I can't specifically myself uh, say that there's anything that I can think of that could uh, help if that, you know, that your specialists haven't already recommended. Okay. Okay. Awesome. No problem. Thank you so much. one 855 Dr. Lou. It's just that easy. That's just that easy, man. Call me with your healthcare question. If if it's something I can help with, I'm going to tell you. If it's not, it's, I'm also going to tell you. It's just very, very simple. Very simple. You're a simple guy. Simple. But you're a bright guy. Thank you. <laughs> Dr. Lou, one 855 55 DRLOU is the number info at paincarecanada.com. Make that call. Do it now. We're wrapping for another weekend back here tomorrow, or pardon me, next Saturday. We could, <laughs> tomorrow, we could come yeah. tomorrow, but we'd have to kick someone else off the air. Back here next Saturday at 12 o'clock, Dr. Payne Show Talk Radio, AM 640.